Yes, yes. It's a momentous occasion. Car Sessions, episode 100, starts right now. Like a nigga, go figure. Some shit they said they might never fix. More figures, more hating ass niggas. More commas, more hating ass problems. No matter how much I tried, no matter how much I tried. From the back block, posted like a backdrop. Racks to the riches, got rich and bought the rag top. A lot of homies died here. Look at what the grind did. Put me in the same shoes. Episode 100. If you've been following me in my personal life and on Twitter, on Facebook, I've been talking about it for a few weeks and the time is right now. Hey, Rich, as always, what's good? Yes, sir, yes, sir. What's good, Javi? What's good, my people? It's your boy, Akeem Richens. A Rich, once again, back at you for the 100th time. 100 times, Jarvis. Yeah, man. One hundred times, my brother. Yeah, man. What's good, man? That's it. This is this is a a, a a milestone of many to come, man. What's going on? Everything is everything, man. You know what I mean? We we we've gone. We press play when it was just a cell phone recorder all the way down to this blog talk platform. A hundred times we hit play, and we gave you all sports talk as only we could see it. Definitely, man, definitely. Big show ahead. So we got to do it big. Absolutely. <laughs> we got to do we, a gigantic we, thing here. Yo, we, we on. We on, bro. This, 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 everybody who's here with us right now, lock in, get comfortable, get your dinner, get your popcorn, get your dessert, depending on your time zone, depending on what you eat, habits are, lock in. We got a loaded show. We got a lot of guests. Planning on calling in car sessions, everything sports episode 100. It's only right that we do it big. Um, before we start, I just want to give them an idea what to listen for tonight. You know, we're gonna be talking about being managed retirement, we're talking about NFL free agency, talking a little NBA. Me and myself and A Rich, we're gonna have a debate about some things regarding point guard Steph Curry and LeBron James, talking Conor McGregor and UFC. You got it. We might even talk a little tennis. I see something happen with Maria Sharapova. If we can get to it, we're going to get to it, bro. So without further ado, man, 
Let's talk about it. A Rich, this guy's been a, a popular topic on car sessions. Uh, Peyton Manning today has officially announced his retirement, man. You know, with this announcement being official, how do you feel about it? Like, what's what's your what's your takeaway from Peyton Manning finally stepping away from the game? Man, first of all, gotta congratulate one of the best quarterbacks I ever seen of all time in the game of football, Peyton Manning, for doing what he did. Is is I've had uh, I've been lucky to see such great quarterback play for, for over a decade from this man. Uh, he's a genius on the field. Besides his, his talent, he's one of the smartest guys uh, ever to play the game. So I got to shout him out. Um, it was time. It was time for Peyton Manning to retire. I believe we knew it as the people, the public, uh, the people around him knew it. And I believe he knew it as well. So uh, he definitely retired at the right time. He, uh, it was, he wasn't one of those guys. He wasn't a Barry Sanders that retired too early. You know, uh, he, and he wasn't a, one of them guys that retired too late, that tried to pay way past his prime or retired too late. He retired at a perfect time, in my opinion, Peyton Manning. And salute that man for his excellence and brilliance on the football field on that gridiron. Absolutely, you know, I spent literally a hundred episodes <laughs> kicking Peyton Manning and trying to rush him out of the league with, with a point to prove. Shout out to all my West Indians trying to get rid of Peyton Manning out of this league, and then he made me eat some humble by winning the Super Bowl on his way out. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Peyton Manning. You know, it might have been an ugly first year. His arm might have looked a little crazy. You know, things look shaky at different points. He got benched. It was almost cinematic how Peyton Manning went out. You know what I mean? So, for Peyton now, to win the championship, get to step up on the podium, set a tear or two. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? To go out on top the way he's going out, big up Peyton Manning. Salute to that man. He deserves whatever he's getting. All the accolades, all the adulation. He's earned it and he deserves it. Definitely, man. I mean, you've been watching football a long time, Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to put our age out there, but we've been watching football <laughs> for a pretty long time. So, Definitely. where do you rank Peyton Manning? Amongst quarterbacks, greatest quarterbacks you ever seen. Peyton Manning is number three all time in terms of greatest quarterbacks all time, in my opinion. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. that you gotta put Brady number one. I don't care what you say. I don't, whatever. Brady's number one. Number two is Joe Montana. Number three. Getting that second championship along with uh, all the regular season stats, the, the constant playoff appearances, uh, uh, double-digit victories in numerous seasons. He's earned it. So, shout out to Peyton Manning, number three quarterback all time. You know, depending on where you are in America, um, some might have him one, some might have him two, some might have him lower than three, you know? But where do you have him in terms of all-time rank for Peyton Manning? Oh, man, all-time ranked Peyton Manning. As far as I've seen, as I've seen, uh, I have him number two, man. I have him number two. Uh, I, I got Tom Brady number one. 
and uh, I, I got Peyton Manning number two. Now, I seen guys when I was younger. I seen John Elway. I seen Dan Marino. Uh, uh, two guys that you probably can make an argument, a legitimate argument to put in front of him. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's Steve Young and Joe Montana, but I haven't seen them long enough in, in my right. early years. So as far as I ever seen, in my opinion, he's number two. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be in a fight with Brett Favre. Right, right. Um, before I continue, I just wanna let everybody know I'm live on Facebook. Everybody who's taking the time to watch me talk a little sports with my brother A. Rich, I'm live on Facebook right now. Part of the scruffiness. I work hard. Sometimes the father isn't an option. But um, <laughs> it be Peyton like that sometimes. Peyton Manning, though, you know what I'm saying? His greatness is unquestioned. It don't matter where you really put him. That's for us as sports fans. But really and truly, if you call him the GOAT, I can't argue with you. I, I mean, what can I say? Brady won more championships, been the most successful. Hey, it's, it's a matter of preference. I believe, I believe he's earned a right for you to prefer him to be the GOAT. I know I'm only Corey, but he, he's been champion Peyton Manning for as long as I remember him. So he might say Peyton's the GOAT. I got Brady the GOAT. You got guys like Reno who never won a championship, but they had the guardy numbers when he was Peyton Manning before Peyton Manning, in my opinion. So you could go either way with that. But the fact remains, salute to that man. He retired. He went out on top. You know? He, he I mean, can't be I, mad mean at it. I mean, as far as as far as mentality, mentality. Oh, what kind of mentality would you rather have at quarterback? Would you rather have the gunslinging mentality in Brett Favre? Kind of like, uh, I, I can put this ball anywhere. It doesn't matter what defenders around me. Or do you want the brilliance and, and kind of like the uh, the Harvard, Princeton kind of vibe, kind of feel you get on the field when, when Peyton Manning's that quarterback? What kind of mentality would you rather I mean, I'm gonna go with Peyton Manning. I don't want no gunslinger. I mean, shout out to Brett Favre, but I want, I want the, I'd rather take the robot than the dude who's gonna throw an interception in the NFC Championship game and lose it multiple times. You know what I'm saying? So give me Peyton Manning as opposed to Brett Favre, or even in some respects, got guys who are choke artists like, like a, 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 a what's his dude name? He make fun of Alex Smith and all these other guys who might have bigger arms than Peyton and might be more athletic than Peyton. Give me Peyton. He studies the game, he does his homework, he does everything that, that's necessary to keep his team in it. I mean, sometimes he got to the playoffs and things didn't go the way he liked them to go. But at the end of the day, if you're telling me as a GM, I'm GM job, and you say, I'm, you got a quarterback that's going to give you 12 wins every season, and you'll get it to the Super Bowl four times in numerous conference championship games, I'm, I'm going to go with Peyton, bro. Hey, I can't argue that, man. Uh, it's just Peyton Manning for crying out loud, so I, I really can't argue that. I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm not going to hold you. The, the way you was getting on Peyton Manning all season long, uh, you was giving him a, a lot of slack all season. Yeah, so I'm a little bit surprised, but I, I definitely can't argue. I mean, at this point, me kicking Peyton Manning on the way out would be egregious, you know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not gonna be here to rain on this parade and you're running on this parade. He won the chip. He he made me eat the humble pie. Like if I do it now, I'm just gonna be a hater. You know what I'm saying? Carson just ain't here to be haters, be haters. Deal with the facts and the fact remains he's the champion. Nobody can take that championship. You know how you the reigning champion and somebody wins the next year? Can't nobody even take the chip from him. He left. You know what I'm saying? He leaves on top. 
So I'm not I'm not gonna hate, but we got our first guest coming on. Um, Rude Dog is here to talk about little Peyton Man in retirement. Rude Dog, what's good, man? Yo, Welcome yo, back what's to Contest. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? How you uh, doing? Oh man, I'm rocking and rolling here, just waiting and uh, chomping at the bit for the 2016 NFL Draft. Obviously, the combo is a huge success, and clearly with Peyton Manning's departure and retirement, of course, it was timely. It was just a matter of time before he did what he needed to do. He's already done it with two different teams, which he's the first quarterback in, in the modern era, or any era for that matter, to actually do that. So kudos to him. He did it his way. He got out on his on his terms when he wanted to. So I, I, I agree 100%, Rude Dog. I agree 100%. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, with the guys retiring this year, I mean, around around the league, around football, even around uh, professional sports as a whole, Kobe Bryant retiring, uh, how do you feel about the evolution of sports as a whole? Or is the tide finally turning? Is, is this the young man's game officially now in sports? You know the way that everything is unfolding with, with Kobe Bryant. Of course, he had a he had a pretty decent game yesterday against an otherwise very stacked, filled Golden State with uh, leaving the sports in the hands of people like Steph Curry. So you definitely got you have to consider that there are a lot of solid talent. I mean, even Tiger Woods. Now, mind you, these are all untimely, but still the next evolution is going to begin. So that they left it basically in good hands. Right, right. But we have a lot of guys retiring from Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning, uh, even offensive lineman Logan Mankins decided he's retiring, uh, Calvin Johnson. Uh, the list of, of above average to great players uh, in their careers goes on as, as far as uh, guys retiring. So it's a, an ama- amazing thing to see, in my opinion. True indeed, true indeed, Peyton Manning. You know what it is? A lot of times people like to liken sports and athletics to movie-like scripts and TV shows and try and these writers and these scribes, they try, they try to like narrate how an athlete is supposed to go out and who he's supposed to be while he's playing. So for Peyton Manning to get that Elway treatment is almost like, you know, deja vu on the back end of your career in the Super Bowl you probably mm. had no business winning. To win the championship and not necessarily be the reason that you won, but you did enough to to, to not mess it up. You know what I'm saying? It's deja vu all over again. You know, this 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 quarterback, this all-time great. Yo, I watched it. I'm not gonna front. I I watched the the presser today, the retirement speech, and I saluted him. I didn't get emotional. It ain't like it's Kobe or nothing, but it was like I had I felt it. It It's like (laughs) I might have came on here to, to to say something else, but after seeing that. Like, I felt him. You put in 18 years plus whatever you did in college, in high school, peewee football, to get to this point. That's, it was a beautiful sight, bro. I'm not trying to get sentimental or emotional, but I can't come on here and kick Peyton Manning today, bro. Hey, man, nobody can, and nobody should, man. Nobody should. So, if you're a rude dog, man, we're, we're, we're Peyton on his way out. I see a caller on the line. Don't hang up. We're going to get to you in a second. But, rude dog, uh... Now that he's gone, do you feel a little happier? Is, do you, you look at your Steelers and they say this is one less guy to deal with Peyton is gone. The AFC is open. You know what I mean? Is the sports fan, are you thinking that or is it just all about saluting Peyton today? 
You know what? To be honest with you, Peyton, again, Peyton Manning went out the way he wanted to go out. It was on his terms. He had done it for, for so long. Very cerebral guy. I foresee him being probably one of the best analysts on on, on either ESPN or NBC. Or He has a pick of the litter, and he can go anywhere, any direction he wants. As far as Peyton Manning being out of it, oh, he may be out of it to, to some degree, but you'll always see a, a hint of Peyton Manning in just about every quarterback because a lot of them do model his play, his style, his, his cerebral attack, as opposed to those who just want to go out and just sling the ball around like it doesn't matter. True. True indeed. True indeed. You know, he did it, be- he, he did it the best in terms of on-the-line adjustments, reading what the linebacker's doing, reading what the safety's doing, playing the chess match with the defensive coordinator. He, he's the best at that. So, you know, we're going to miss that. I hope that quarterback's coming up. I see Cam Newton in his post talking about he tried to mimic some of the things that Peyton did. I want to see that interplay. I want, I want to see a quarterback read the defense, change the play, have about three plays in his back pocket just in case he doesn't like what he sees. I want to see that continue on because, you know, there was times that Peyton annoyed the hell out of me, but I enjoy seeing him walk up to the line, find out who the mic was, see what the defense is doing, and change the play and literally have to walk over to the running back and the tight end, do a line adjustment, do a side adjustment, all that craziness. It was a beautiful thing to see. So I'm going to miss that. I just as a sports fan, I'm going to miss that 100%. Are you going to miss the Omaha? All of that, man. It was a beautiful thing. But I still got Eli. Omaha, Eli, Eli got an occasional Omaha. You know what I mean? So it, it won't be too far gone. Hey. Hey, Rude Dog, I got to ask you one more question before you get out of here. Got yeah, let's talk. Let's talk some Pittsburgh Steelers. How far off are they? How far away is your team, realistically, are the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because the Cincinnati Bengals has been uh, the best team, in my opinion, in the North the last several seasons. So what do the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do to get back to where they need to go as far as Super Bowl contention? Well, you, you have a few players. So you have some that don't necessarily, you know, had had strived in 2015 and in, uh, heading into 2016. Uh, just a couple of players. You have a safety that you can have a, a part of the equation. You can have a, maybe a backup, a supplemental corner. Uh, they just re-signed Robert Golden, so that solidifies some of the secondary issues. Uh, and, and really just taking a bite out of, the AFC North, yeah, you know what, you're right, Cincinnati's been doing really good, but they just can't seem to get over that hump, I don't think they have the, the players, I don't think they have the personnel, and honestly, I just don't know that they have the sportsmanship to really handle getting to that next level and handling it professionally, the Steelers are only a couple players out, so I, I foresee them being in, in the top five conversationally in regards to who's going to get to the next level and the Steelers won I'm getting to the next level and possibly win their seventh Lombardi. Right. Yo, you know what? Being that they were a fumble away from presumably eliminating Peyton Manning and the Broncos just this offseason, this postseason, and they didn't have their best player. Ben Roethlisberger had one shoulder, and their defense grew up as the season went along. I won't dispute that at all. I feel like I picked the Steelers as a dark horse team this past season, so it wouldn't surprise me to see the Steelers step it up to the next level this coming season. No, not at all. Not at all. Like I said, there are a few pieces out of of being in contention and not only run the tables in the AFC North, but winning it convincingly, not going 
you know, ten and ten and six or ten and four or you know, eleven and eleven and five and things of that nature. They need to really make a statement. Ben Roethlisberger continues to get better. His winning percentage is increasing. His yards per game is increasing. Touchdowns are increasing. Like I said, they're only a few players away from getting to the next level to get them to win not only the AFC North, but the AFC as a whole. Because you all know, looking at the New England Patriots of the world, they're not looking that much better. and looked actually quite menial against an otherwise high defensive uh, mindset in the Denver Broncos in that AFC Championship game. So the Steelers are right there. Absolutely. Rude Dog, as always, it's a pleasure having you on car sessions. As always, you can call in in the future. If you got something you just need to get off your chest, call in. We'll give you the platform, brother. That sounds good. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Rude Dog. Take care. Thanks, guys. You got a caller on the line. Let's get him on the air. Car session. Everything sports. You were live for Jarvin A. Rich. Yo, what's going on, fellas? It's Raider Dre, man. What's going on, bro? Raider Dre, how's everything? It was good. Yeah, you almost forgot that I probably called like right before the Super Bowl, man. You um, was the one who said the fix was in. I didn't forget. I didn't forget you. Okay, bro. okay, okay. So I'm making my return right now. And the same thing happened last night with Golden State Lakers. I'm gonna let you know that also, but that's another topic. I want to oh, talk boy. about this whole Peyton Manning thing right here. Okay. Okay. Um, as a Raider fan, um, and everybody's been glorifying this dude. Um. I'm not a Peyton Manning fan at all like that. He has done great things in his career. He got busy right. with what he has done. I don't, you know, fine and dandy. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't like Kobe retiring. And I'm not even a Laker or Kobe fan. Kobe got like five rings. You know what I'm saying? Peyton Manning has thrown three in, three touchdowns and five bingos in the chips that he's been in. You know what I'm saying? With a rating, QB rating, of 77. Wow. Like, come on. It's not that ill. Peyton Manning, it ain't like he's mobile. It ain't like he's Steve Young. It ain't like uh, he did anything in this bowl at all to win. Why? Because it was a hustle, and I knew Peyton was going to win this to go into the sunset. Okay? Now, that's a whole nother story. I am a conspiracy dude when it comes to Vegas and sports. Yes, I, I am. And I will call you all every time it goes down. Okay? Now, let me, now, yes. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. This is this is how I this is how I thought of it. Maybe you agree. Maybe you maybe you disagree. Peyton Manning was kind of like the Ray Lewis when Baltimore Ravens had their run. Didn't they have like a little Ray Lewis vibe to it? Ray oh, Lewis had me? murdered the person, and he was coming back off of that. He got off. The no, plane. no, no. I'm talking about the second time around when Joe Flacco oversees oh, his reign. The second time rain. around, the, Flacco the second time okay. around when when, when uh-huh. Ray Lewis was hurt. Uh-huh. When, when Ray Lewis was hurt, and he uh-huh. came back, he probably uh-huh. wasn't the same Ray Lewis. Uh-huh. But he battled his way, and they and they got and and they got to victory. That's that's what I see in this Peyton Manning victory with the Denver Broncos. Kind of like a, a, a Ray Lewis s situation that went on there in Denver. What you think? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, we we can put it to the, the any S we want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> About that game. We, we, we can put any S we want on it. But I said before, I'm, and I'm talking to this to everybody, man. Dudes was out there laying their money on the line that Carolina going to stomp out on Denver. Okay? Straight up, man. Let's not, now, people don't want to be Go back and, and re, re- right. what they were well, I saying. I agree. I agree with okay? you. Okay? Okay? Cam Newton. Uh, this, that, the other. I knew Cam would fold. 
first of all, it's Peyton Manning. Beyonce came out here and did a Black Panther show and made this letter X, and the dude's name is Cam Newton, like Huey Newton, and their team is the Panthers. They Peyton Manning, son. All right, but look, look, look. We got to keep the ball rolling. Drake Hall. Now, how y'all, let Rude Dog, how y'all let Rude Dog vibe out he like that a, on them Steelers like a, that, man? He's a captain uh, of the show. Not a call-in. He's a guest. He was a scheduled guest. That's oh, why okay, we let okay, him rock okay. out. Okay, my fault. My fault, fellas. My fault. It's all good. Yo, I'm going to win the league next year anyway. Yo, yo, good fellas in the house. We need you all the time. No, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. You said you're going to win which league next year? Part of me? You know what league, baby. You know what time it is. Yo, we. <laughs> I'm gonna call y'all next year, man. Good fellas out. Brooklyn, good fellas out. Yo, good out. talking to you, man. Next week, next week. Definitely, okay, baby. definitely. Um, we got uh one more call. Oh, we got a guest on the line, William Mark. Bear with me. I just want to get this caller in before we get to you. Caller, you live with Java named Rich Carl Sessions, episode 100. Was good. Yo, what's up, fellas? This is Clue here. Congratulations on the 100th. Thank you, thank Appreciate you, big homie. Clue, what's good, what's man? Going? Seventh grade to now, what it is, homie? Yo, it is what it is, fam. We here, just congratulations, y'all. 100 is a big number. You know, y'all doing good things. See, you got a lot of callers here. Good mm-hmm. topics. You know, what you got for us, man? You, you a controversial guy, B. Don't, don't be generic now. What you got for us, man? Nah, nah, nah. No. give us some heat. What you want to talk about today, man? What, 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 what <laughs> you want to dive into? Yo, me personally, um... I was listening to the dude about the Steelers, and it, it, it's all completely wrong, man. They just need corners. Okay. Just corners, and then it's a wrap. They so let me ask you a question. So let me ask you a question. Go ahead. You, you talk about the Steelers. The Steelers are really never really been active in free agency. Would you like to see them more active in free agency? Uh, the, my other guy, uh-huh. my, my homie, Rude Dog. Uh-huh. Suggest that they are a couple of players away. Would you like them to see them get more active in free agency to get these couple of players? You know, I just think they need a superstar defensive back, just one. Just one. Whether it be a safety, a cornerback, something back there. Like they, they've been like cool. that for quite some time. I don't know, man. If if Seattle really got Cam Chancellor available, something like that. Just a hard mm-hmm. hitter. Somebody out there what about, that can change uh, things. What about that dude from, uh, how would you feel about that man from uh, San Diego, Eric Weddle? You think he'd make a difference in Pittsburgh? I think he'd make a big difference over there. You know, okay. it'll, it'll change the whole dynamic, you know, because when was the last time they they went to the draft and picked up something? It's been a while. You know, it's been a while. It's been a while. Carnell Lake, Troy Polamalu, it's been forever. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in ages, Carnell Lake, yes. <laughs> yes. But yo, cool, you know, man, we got, not, not the rushing, but we got to keep it pushing. We live every Monday. Okay. Back, you know the playoffs is rolling around, and I, you, you keep a close eye on the NBA, so I expect to hear from you during that time, man. Oh, bro, I expect to be calling back when y'all about to talk about the draft. I got some stories Oh, yeah, so we're going to give you an exclusive then. We're going to give you an mm-hmm. exclusive. Yeah. Say no more. You'll be a exclusive. guest. You'll get 10 whole minutes to give us draft talk, bro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no doubt. I'll put y'all right, on. Bro. You know, I've been researching, and it's going down. Definitely, Appreciate bro. you, man. Right, fellas. Again, stay up, man. Keep doing your thing, and I'll holler at y'all. Definitely. Be easy, fam. All right, A-Rich. 
you know, we've talked enough Peyton Manning, we talked a little Steelers, but now it's time for NFL free agency. Today is the, I would say, it's the, it's the legal tampering period, which essentially marks the unofficial beginning of NFL free agency. For that, right. I wanted to bring on our homie William Martin. He's, he's been a guest multiple times on car sessions. He, he's a guy that's very intuitive. He, he keeps a keen eye on things that's happening that even we miss. Right. So I want to bring him on to talk some NFL free agency with us right now. Of course, man. Of course. Love to talk to him all the time. William Martin, 300 pounds of sports knowledge. Welcome back to car sessions, everything sports. Sugar Ray, a how you guys doing, man? What's going, on, What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Nothing much, man. Nothing much. I, You know, I don't know about you guys, but I think the guy that probably benefited the most right now in free agency is Brock Osweiler. Because you ah. know, Peyton Manning decides to retire, and now, you know, the Denver Broncos are really in a bind because they have to go out there and they have to open up the pocketbook to pay this guy because the last thing that the Broncos want to do with that championship caliber uh, defense in 2016 is have to start over once more at the quarterback position. I agree, right, man. But, right, I agree. But like, I agree. What, what would you like, A. Rich? I, I'll pose this question to the both of you guys, William and A. Rich. What, what would you place in terms of market value for Brock Osweiler right now, in terms of a, of a cap number? What, what is it starting in for him? You look at this guy, and he's probably going to get. He's, I think the floor is going to be ten to twelve million dollars, and the reason why I say it is that. He's been in their system. You know, he's shown flashes. I mean, he's not the guy that, you know, can you trust him with a championship right now? No. But you look at the fact that quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill around the league have been getting $100 million when they came time to get their extensions. So that really, you know, throws things out of whack right there. And I think the Broncos are going to have to overpay for this guy because they're really not – I mean, granted, he's been in their system for a few years, but they're not fully sure of what he can do for a 16-game season, but you look at it like this. You look at the other free agent quarterbacks that are out there, there's really not a lot to pick from. You look at the quarterbacks that are coming out in the NFL draft, and, I mean, there's nobody that's really wowing you this year, you know, in the draft. I think down the line, you know, Connor Cook, Christian Hackenberg, and Kevin Hogan, and maybe even uh, Cody Kessler from USC can be solid NFL quarterbacks, but none of these guys are going to go in the first round for the most part. Maybe Connor Cook and maybe Christian Hackenberg late. But it's a situation, you know, even if the Broncos do bring Brock Osweiler back, that they go ahead and draft another quarterback in the middle rounds when guys are going to be available. I mean, we've seen it before in the past few years. It typically get in the third and fourth rounds. That's when the runs on the quarterbacks begin. But I think right now, John Elway trusts Brock Osweiler because let's not forget, John Elway was the guy that drafted Brock Osweiler. And I don't think he's going to be ready to give up on him right now because that's going to be his way of saying, I made a mistake. And I don't think Elway does that. So I think right now, even on a one-year deal, the Broncos are going to be committed to Brock Osweiler. Now, RG3's out there, I don't see... Broncos going after him because there's too much pressure on RG3 to come into the Denver right now and pick up where Peyton Manning left off from. Then on top of that, the Broncos aren't familiar and aren't comfortable with RG3. So I think Osweiler's a guy for them. Hey, Rich, how you feel about that, man, um, in terms of Brock Osweiler? You, th- you think his market value is, is, is at least 15 to $16 million per? We saw Sam Bradford get two years, $36 million. Will Brock Osweiler fall somewhere in that bracket, you believe? Uh, I believe that teams in the NFL are, are really desperate 
for a quarterback. Um, So he will fall in them ranges because NFL teams are desperate for a quarterback. But I'm sketchy, man. I'm sketchy. I've seen seen Nick Foles go a whole season and play well and later on uh, struggle, as we all seen. Uh, You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the Cardell Jones of the NFL. He comes in. <laughs> he comes in. He beat a couple teams, a couple real good teams, but I still don't know enough about him. I, 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 I st- I'm still not sure. Is he legit? Is he a system quarterback? Uh, did he have uh, a couple good games? What's his story? I'll be a little on the fence of committing big money to that type of player. So I, I would try to get him along the range of $12 million. Is it possible? Maybe not, because it only takes one desperate team. But right. I see him around the twelve million dollar range, in my opinion. All right, let's let's keep it moving along. Be a time is of the essence. Um, William, with everything going on in terms of recent high-profile players being released, we just got across the waiver wire. Demarco Murray's going to the Titans. More on that in a second. But um, with the players that's being released, you look at uh, Mario Williams, who just got cut a little while ago. Um. Another big name guy who got who got released. My man from um the Eagles, the free safety. His name is escaping me right now. Um, Malcolm Jenkins. Who you look at? Yes. With all these guys who are getting released, there's a lot of teams out here with cap room, money to spend. You know, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, guys are gonna get paid, but the thing is, you know, free agency for the most part in the National Football League doesn't really lead to championships. If you go crazy in it, I mean, you still have to have your core guys that you've, <clears throat> excuse me, been able to draft and develop. I think if you need a piece here or there, you know, you can go out there and free agency and, you know, pick guys up. And typically the teams that have a ton of cap space are, you know, the teams that are bad. But, you know, you look at some of the teams out there. I'll give you one example, like the New York Giants. They have a ton of free eight off, off cap space this year. And it's a situation, you know, the Giants are going to go out there, I really think, and do whatever it takes because let's not forget, Tom Coughlin was forced out of the door in January. Get him out of here. And, and basically <laughs> when Tom Coughlin was forced out of the door, John Mara put Jerry Reese, the Giants general manager, on notice that, you know what, you need to do something this year. And, I mean, the Giants haven't had a winning record since 2012. They haven't been to the playoffs since they last won the Super Bowl in 2011. And, you know, they've been in the, re- in the rebuilding mode. But this is a team that they have to go out there and they have to attempt to make something happen. So I really think that the Giants are going to go out there and they're going to be very active over the next few weeks in uh, free agency as well as the NFL draft next month. All right, um, before I let you go, big-name linebacker right. on the market, Bruce Irvin. What's your take on him? Is, is, is he going to get overpaid, properly paid, and where do you suspect he'll go? He's going to get overpaid, and the reason why is this, because you look at the premium that is put on pass rushers in the NFL right now. I mean, we saw that in the Super Bowl with DeMarcus Ware and Vaughn Miller with their ability to collapse the pocket on Cam Newton. We saw with the Carolina Panthers and how they were able to collapse the pocket on, on Peyton Manning in that game as well. And, you know, you just can't have enough pass rushers out there. I don't think he stays in Seattle, but I see a lot of teams lining up for him. Possibly a team I'm looking at for Bruce Irvin. I look at the Atlanta Falcons, and the reason is this. 
Dan Quinn used to be an assistant coach with the Seattle Seahawks. They drafted Vic Beasley last year at outside linebacker, and he had a solid rookie season for them. And you figure with Atlanta and that AFC South, they have to go through Carolina and Cam Newton. You have New Orleans and Drew Brees. You have Tampa Bay and Jameis Winston. So you can't have enough pass rushers down there in that division if you're going to be able to win that division this year if you're the Falcons. And, I mean, Atlanta knows that they're close. They started off 5-0. and they, ta- they tapered off in the second half. But at the same time, this was a team that the only team in the regular season that knocked off Carolina. So they feel that they have what it takes to win that division in 2016. So I think the Falcons are going to go out there and make a push at um, Bruce Irvin. That sounds good. Hey, Rich, you got a question? Is any any player you looking at that during this free agency hey. period that you, you're curious about where they're going to go? Hey, man, I, I definitely have a question. Maybe not necessarily on the free agent tracker, per se, but there was a trade today with the Miami Dolphins. They somehow mm. got rid of they somehow got rid of the time, uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, excuse me, somehow got rid of the contract of Byron Maxwell and traded Kiko Alonso to the Miami Dolphins for a fourth draft pick. Them draft picks are unknown right now, but we're going to get into those later. But how do you right. feel about that trade for either team? I think it's tremendous for Philadelphia. I'm not sure what Miami is doing. I mean, Byron Maxwell, you you always have to be weary of guys like this, and that's not a disrespect to him, but the fact is, you know, you're always better when you're playing on a line where you have three all-pros lining up next to you, so it makes your job you know, that much easier. We saw Byron Maxwell was not the same player this year with the Philadelphia Eagles because obviously the Eagles don't have that same personnel in their secondary like the Seattle Seahawks did. But it's the situation with the Philadelphia Eagles and new head coach Doug Peterson and Joe Banner's back in charge now in the front office there. They realize that, you know what, they're trying to get from under that Chip Kelly debacle and they're trying to start over. Now, they gave Sam Bradford that contract extension, but I'm still not sold on them not going quarterback early in the first round because I don't believe that Sam Bradford is the right guy for Doug Peterson's system. But I think it's a smart move on the part of Philadelphia to get rid of these players. You're not going anywhere with them. You know, start over. Get your guys in there. But at the same time with the Miami Dolphins, you know. What are they thinking? They're just going in circles. They're just going in circles. I mean, they're bringing in guys. But you look at Miami, they have individual talent on both sides of the ball, but they don't have leaders. I mean, you look at the rookie season that Jarvis Landry had, you know, Ryan Tannehill puts up good numbers, but he's not a leader. And Damakong Sue is the modern-day Albert Hainsworth. And then you have Olivier Vernon and Cameron Wake on the defensive line who can also rush the passer. But then the Dolphins, they go out and, and pick up a guy like Demontre Moore off of waivers from the Giants after, you know, he had uh, conduct issues within the team. So, I mean, it's the Dolphins. They're simply going in circles. And I'll tell you like this, barring something unforeseen, and it's March 6th, 2016 right now, I'm going to go on record and say Miami's uh, will finish the 2016 NFL season with a record either between 7-9 and nine or 9-7 nine and seven like they always do. Wow. Yo, William. William, you are hitting the nail on the head. A couple of things I kind of disagree with, but we will touch bases. I kind of see what the Dolphins are doing. We'll get back to why at a later date, because football season is a, is a ways away. We got the draft to worry about. But you and I are going to have this Dolphins discussion later on, because I kind of smell what the Dolphins are stepping in. Y'all might not feel it, but I like what I'm seeing. But, um, William, as always, 
Thanks for coming on. I, I, I apologize for missing the show last night, but you know I'm going to get on there in the future. Thanks for coming on, man. No problem. Pleasure. Congratulations to you guys on your 100th episode, and I hope the next 100 are as successful for you as the first 100 have been. I appreciate Yo, you, man. man. We appreciate that, man. All right, man. Be good, guys. Peace. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yo, we moving right along, man. Everything is flowing well. Before we wrap up our NFL segment, we have our final guest, A. Rich. Introduce this man. Yes, sir. My boy, local artist from Arizona, Dre Polo. What's good, man? First time on the show. Man, what's good, man? It's a it's a blessing, fellas. Thank y'all for having your boy on the show. Let's man, let's do it. Definitely. What's Yo. good, bro? How's everything, man? Oh man, everything is good, man. You know, man, God is working. You know, we're just blessing, trying to win more. We just, mm-hmm. we just working. That's, that's the main thing. Working. We just grinding. Hey, hey, man, that's that's what's up, man. I heard that you are you had, you had a show. You opened up a show for one of Wiz Khalifa's uh, local artists, Burner. Uh, how was yeah, that, that, man? Man, that was crazy. That was Saturday. We just came in the show, did our thing, yeah. man, and, and smashed out. Like, man, that was a that was a nice show. Like, that was that's it was crazy. Up, man. And tell the people where you from, man. Oh, born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, 623-602-480. We just trying to be well-known, <laughs> trying to put the city on the map. AZ is building. Beautiful. Yes, beautiful. Sir, you yes, know what sir. it is? The rap, the rap game needs an artist from Arizona. We got all these different areas yes. represented, but I've never heard an artist from your town. So maybe you could put on, in the same way that a Wiz put on for Pittsburgh and so on and so forth, you could yes. put that Yes, and man, and to be honest, that's how I see it. Like, and that's how I see my career. Like, that's how where I see it going. Like, me putting on for the city, like Wes, Pittsburgh, JP to New York, Snoop to Cali. Mm-hmm. That's how I see Drake Polo to Arizona. All right, so let me ask but, you this. You know, before we get into the sports talk, I'm I'm a hip hop head, so I gotta ask a question. In terms yes, of the, the the sound of Arizona, like what 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 is the sound? Like every region has a specific sound. What would what would you really just listen to there? I want to I want to say the Arizona sound is like it's diverse. It's like everything in one pot. Like everybody out here has a different sound. It's like it's not just one sound. It's so diverse. It's, it's crazy out here. Like it's crazy. And the, and the, to be honest, to be honest, the music scene is like it's growing out here. Like in the last three to five years, it's just been getting better and better. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, I, I like where the game is going, man. Man, yeah, definitely, man. So, so Dre, man, I I gotta ask you, man. You're yes, from sir. you're from you're from Phoenix, Arizona. Now, uh-huh. how, how the people the people gotta know how me and uh, my boy Dre, uh, we how we touch base. I heard a song called Tyrod Taylor, and I thought it was yes, crazy. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> thank you, thank crazy. you, thank you. <laughs> but it, it, but you're from Phoenix, Arizona. So how yes, you in know. the world you know about Tyrod Taylor all the way in Western Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, uh, from, oh, from you know, Phoenix, Arizona? How that how that came about? First of all, we love sports. You know, I'm a, um I'm a big player, so you know I like sports. And on top of that, me, my manager came up with a nice idea, and he's on the phone. It's, his his name is Shay. He's on the phone too. Yo, Shay, what's good? What's Shay, Shay, what's good? Hey, what's good? Hey, what's good? What's good, you guys? What's good? What's good, bro? And, Ain't nothing, man. Glad to have you on the show, man. So, y'all came up with this idea? Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. we collaborated on this one. It was just, it, it, it was it was one of those records that we felt like it, it was deserving towards the people, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
during that time, Tyrod Taylor was actually, you know, running things with Sean McCoy, with Sean McCoy. And right. I felt like, you know, I had just I was in New York uh, two weeks prior to uh, right. uh, before he had wrote that song. And Tyrod, he had got so much love when he was at Virginia Tech. He was on that Michael Vick swag, you know what I'm saying? And right. he felt like he had a major, major wave of, uh, of fans and people going towards him. So we were like, we need something that's going to blow us up. So who's hot right now, but who's slept on at the same time that we could, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. fight something on? Mm, I mean, that's that's, that's, that's how that's this that. thing works. You you see what's going on, you make a record about it. That's that's rap one on one. I ain't even mad at it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And it's, it's dope deal. Yeah, all about my bills. You know, everybody's all about their bills. Why not? Why not have somebody dope in there, Tyrod Taylor? You feel me? Just turn it into a sports yeah. anthem. Definitely, man. We gonna have to play the song. We gonna definitely have to play the song. Get the song on here on, on, on car sessions. Everything sports. Most man. Definitely, definitely, most definitely. So, yo, Dre Polo, do me a solid, man. What's good, man? What's good with your thoughts on Tyrod for this next season, though? You got to ask A. Rich that. This is the Bills guy here, man. (laughs) Man, I'm a Buffalo Bills guy, man. I I, I mean, listen, man, uh, he's definitely a very good quarterback in this league, but he has to get better. You know, there's a lot of things he – there's a lot of things he has to get better. For example, he made the Pro Bowl. Uh, got a got a big up Tyron Taylor for making the Pro Bowl for for him being selected to go to the Pro Bowl. But when he played in the Pro Bowl against elite talent, he threw three interceptions. So yeah, uh, people people may look at it as not not a big issue, but I look at it as as an issue because you mm-hmm. have to you have to play well against big competition. So he has a lot of improvements to make, but I definitely like the directions he's headed in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, real quick, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to my first cousin, Vernon Adams, coming out of Oregon this year. Uh, Oh, definitely. Major shout-out to him. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see him come out into that. I don't know if you guys saw his combine or not. Yo, let me ask you this before we throw to the record. Bina, that's your cousin. Would you like it if you went out to San Fran with Chip Kelly? You think that's ideal for him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you right now, publicly, like, they are talking, the 49ers and him are talking, so, I mean, okay. that's going to be a crazy look. I mean, Breaking news, I don't know what's his name that. again? What's his name? Vernon, Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams, okay, definitely. Breaking coming news out, here, coming out of is everything sports. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's, uh, he's coming out of Pasadena, California, went to uh, Eastern Washington, and then got a late transfer. He was able to use the... Uh, the transfer, the red shirt transfer rule. So we right. were able to get him into Oregon. And then at Oregon, he had a pretty good, you know, solid eight games because he had hurt, you know, his finger had got injured or whatever. But uh, the combine, he, he was, you know, he was able to go to the combine. How many people, you know, are able to say that around the country? True. Yo, True. Definitely, man, definitely, and we're definitely going to look out for Vernon Adams from now, from here yes, on sir. out, man. And we definitely going to see and hope he get drafted. True indeed. But Dre Polo, do me a solid. Throw to your record for these people, man. Oh, we going to play oh, it right man. now, Dre. First, first and foremost, man, you know what I'm saying? It's your boy Dre Polo. You know what I'm saying? Brand new single of my upcoming album, The Prelude. It's called Tyrod Taylor. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music. Let's go. Definitely. Hey, yeah. Oh, my God, Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. I've been going hard like Jordan and Space Jam. I swear I need a Gatorade commercial. Oh, play polo. 
oh I'm falling like Steph Curry with the left and left Back to back, Kobe Shaq, put me on the Lakers I'm too busy chasing meals, girl, I'll call you later I'm all about my bills, call me Tara Taylor Put me in the game right now, coach, I'ma get a ring like Brady Put me in the game right now, coach, I'ma ball out like KD Shay in the all-black Sadies I'ma do it big like an AC uh, And I ain't fucking about the headphones But your girl let Dre beat go I'm ballin' like Steph Curry with the left and left Back to back, Kobe Shaq, put me on the Lakers I'm too busy chasing meals, girl, I'll call you later I'm all about my bills, call me Tara That Mike Vick could've been the greatest But the world would hate when black niggas make it But fuck that shit, I'm rookie of the year Man, I need the cover, Sports Illustrated Hey, hey, ESPN Fourth quarter shit, I'm going for that win I'm like John Starkey when I'm at the Garden I'm James Harden, y'all Jeremy Lin And I'm balling out like MJ You on the sideline, watching him play All black like Kente She wanna kick it, no sensei Now I say fuck rap, nigga, I've been straight Do it big like the Kim Bay Young Kobe, young Shaq We going back to back, I make the rim break I'm balling like Steph Curry With the left and left Back to back Kobe Shaq, put me on the Lakers I'm too busy chasing meals, girl, I'll call you later I'm all about my bills, call me Tara Taylor Tara Taylor Tara Taylor I'm, I'm too busy chasing meals, girl, I'll call you later Tara Taylor I'm all about my bills, call me Tara Pussy like OJ, my old girl, Mr. Dre, Bill Belichick, Phil Jackson, to this rapping, call me Coach K. On my Duke shit, Duke shit. Young nigga hot like I'm Snoop's kid. And they don't wanna see a black man go undefeated, so I dab on them Cam Newton. Yeah, free marketing, we the hardest click, and be a part of it. And if you think I do, man, I grind hard and put my heart in it. Yeah, nigga, I started this. That rapper weed is my starter kit. I'm a 90s baby. Air Maxis, see that jacket, that starter shit I'm ballin' like Steph Curry with the left and left Back to back, Kobe Shaq, put me on the Lakers I'm too busy chasing meals, girl, I'll call you later I'm all about my bills, call me Tara Taylor Tara Taylor Tara Taylor I'm, I'm too busy chasing meals, girl, I'll call you later Man, let's let's work, man. Let's build, let's grow, let's win more. 
Definitely. Yes, we'll talk to you soon, man. Hey, yes, hey, thank yes, you guys. Thank y'all, man. Yes. Bro, I appreciate you. Yes, Shay, appreciate you, homie. Hey, hey, Rich. A lot of NFL varying opinions. We got we got a little window here to do what we do before we move on to the NBA. Um, there's a lot of things happening in the NFL that that that's kind of interesting to me, bro. That trade, not necessarily the on-field product, but I really wanted to talk about it because it was a particular player involved in the deal that 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 raised my eyebrows, and that's Kiko Alonso. So, your former Bill guy got traded for Marshawn Lynch. And now, a year later, he's in Miami. So, it just goes to show you that Chip Kelly really took the Eagles truck and drove it off a ditch. A- am I right or am I wrong? You're, uh, you're 100% right. I mean, you're right now. You're right now. Okay. And that's that's Sean McCoy, by the way. I know you said Marshawn Lynch. I know the people I like Marshawn Lynch. Brody and Slip. That's, that's my guy. Brody and Slip. <laughs> But, but Shady McCoy, at the time of the trade, I think the people was looking at uh, Marshawn. Li- uh, see that? See, that? see what you made me do? <laughs> you see what you made me do? Uh, Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, I believe they was looking at his age. Uh, him being 27 years old and, and they, they, they thinking the, the life expectancy of, of a running back is, is fading. Uh, and you have a rookie coming in and keep Alonzo. Uh, who excelled at the Buffalo Bill before he hurt his knee. So I think the people, along with Chef, uh, Chef Kelly, was looking at that situation. And I can't blame him. But now, after the fact, looking at it, uh, Kiko Alonso is, in football years, LeSean McCoy's age anyway. You know? Uh, he's about 27 on the football field. The man can't stay healthy. Uh, he tore his ACL in college. And he came back in towards ACL with the Buffalo Bills. And and then he had a lot of knee issues. They thought he tore his ACL again with Philly, but he had, uh, I believe it was a strain, and he was out several weeks, I believe four to six weeks, with that knee injury. Uh, he came back a step slow. So uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles even to trade away, to get away with trading away a Tico Alonso that's, that's deteriorating before our eyes, Right. Is, is, is highway robbery In my opinion And I have to question What the Miami Dolphins Are doing As an organization Rightfully so Before we continue I just want to correct The error I made earlier It was Deshaun Golson From the Redskins The safety who got released Not the Eagles Before y'all jump on me And try to correct me I'm correcting myself Here on car session But um I kind of The other portion of that trade I kind of understand it Again, I'm going to leave the X's and O's for a later date. But earlier in the day, the Dolphins released Brent Grimes. So what did you, necess- what did you say? Maybe I'm wrong. Is- isn't Brent Grimes to Byron Maxwell essentially a lateral move for, this- for the Dolphins? I don't see no crime in taking on what- what the-, the Maxwell contract. Or-, or do you feel like it's a step back for the Dolphins? Uh, it-, it depends on how you're looking at it. If you're looking right. at how I think the Miami Dolphins are looking at it, I think they have a... Uh... Uh, a gifted guy, physically and athletically. Brent Grimes, okay. Brent Grimes was was more of a smaller stature. He's more of a prove himself. He uh, against the big bully kind of player. And, and, and Vernon Maxwell, he's more of a athletically gifted, 
physically gifted kind of player that they probably want as a cornerback. But where I draw concern with what the Miami Dolphins are doing is uh, he signed a $63 million contract. True. You got Ndamukong Suhu. You got who signed a $100 million contract along with uh, Ryan Tannehill who signed a $100 million contract. <laughs> So I have to wonder what the brass of the Miami Dolphins are doing with all these big contracts. I see a bad situation uh, in the future happening for the Miami Dolphins, man. I don't know. They they throwing dollars, bro. Miami throwing them dollars, you know. But um, we're going to get back to the NFL free agency talk in the coming weeks on car sessions. We have an obligation to talk some basketball here. Hey, Rich, you know. It's a lot of talk about whose league it is, whose league it isn't. You know, you got one contingent of people saying Steph Curry, the other contingent of people saying LeBron James. So, I'm here to pose the question to you. I know how I feel about it. But, A. Rich, who is the best player in the NBA today, as of right now? No question. The best player in the NBA today is Steph Curry. No question, no thoughts in my mind. The point guard from the Golden State Warriors is the best player in the NBA. This team is 55 and 6. <laughs> 55 and 6. It would be disrespectful of me, in my opinion. To turn around and say LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. Now I know right. he's used to being the best player in the NBA, and he's used to being the best player in basketball in whatever level he's playing in. And people probably can't stand him that he's not. But Steph Curry is the best player in this league, no question, hands down. Until LeBron James faces Golden State in the finals and wins that NBA finals, that's when I would say LeBron James is better than Steph Curry. Until he does that, uh-uh. Steph Curry, best player in the league. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> the long pause. Here we go. Here we Come go. On, son. So now Steph is the best player in the world. Really? Really? Steph is the best player in the world. That's what you just said to me? Yes. So now, what you doing to me right now is you're putting me in a position where I have to defend LeBron James. Is that what you doing on car session? Hey, I, I, I'm just calling. I'm, I'm just calling what I see a spade, a spade. Mm. <laughs> Is that a diamond? I don't know about that? that one. As you would say, I don't know about that one. Um, hey, as of right now, I believe that Steph Curry is in the best situation in the NBA. He has players that fit him perfectly. Oh my a God. system that fits him perfectly. A great head coach. That and a record of what, fifty-five and six after yesterday's upset Lakers. You know what I'm saying? But if you're asking me who the the best individual player is in the NBA, it's the king. It's still the king. He's the reigning and defending best individual player in the NBA. I don't understand how, how anybody can pick Steph. Like like right now, if you took LeBron James off off the Cleveland Cavaliers right now and you placed him on the Knicks or, or or the back on the Heat or the Raptors or the Bucks, they're going to the finals. You 
can't say that about Steph. You can't put Steph anywhere and he's going to take that team to the finals. So how is Steph the best player in the NBA? How? How, Sway? How? Well, Steph Curry, Steph, first of all, this man, Steph Curry, hits half-court shots in his sleep, like his free throws. He hit, He has the green light. Who you know have the green light to shoot from the half-court line? <laughs> I, I don't know anybody that has the green light. And you look over at the coach like, yeah, he's smart. It's okay. It's part of the game. <laughs> I don't know too many players that have that. I've seen the Golden State Warriors go to Cleveland and thrash LeBron James, so-called best player in the game, look clueless. Kind of like he looked clueless against the San Antonio Spurs a couple years ago. Clueless. This guy's taking swipes. Into what to do to beat this particular team. I cannot give LeBron James. LeBron James can't even can't even win a game for me. He got to pass to Ray Allen. He got to pass to Mike Miller. Yo, these are personal swipes. But he's making the pass. He's drawing the attention. He's getting three men on him at all times, and he's kicking it out. He's making the right basketball play as the best individual player in the league. Steph can't carry anybody to the finals. You got me here defending LeBron, saying these things that it's killing me to say. But LeBron can take me, you, TJ, and whoever else to the finals, bro. So now you're telling me Steph can't do that. Hey, man. Everybody knows Steph Curry's getting the ball at that last shot. Just like everybody knew Michael Jordan was getting the ball. Now, I'm not going to jump out the window oh, and say like Steph left, Curry. Bro. I'm not jumping out the window <laughs> and saying Steph Curry's Michael Jordan. But to know a man is getting the ball and there's nothing you can do about it, it speaks wonders. I want LeBron James to get the ball in the final seconds. I'd rather him get the ball. <laughs> if we're up three I want him to get the ball I don't know a lot of great players in the world That you will want to get the ball When you're up three So right. uh, I, I can't I can't agree Steph Curry Le- Le- Steph Curry's the best dead-eyed three-point shooter In the NBA But I believe that LeBron James Is still the best player in the NBA that's it. Like I don't I, like 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 Steph won the championship, you know. But if you want to, oh, he beat LeBron. He beat LeBron. Yeah, he beat LeBron. But you know, he didn't necessarily beat LeBron. LeBron averaged almost forty in the series. <laughs> what, what, what could he do? What could he do, man? You got me here defending LeBron James. I feel like I want to throw up right now, bro. Why you couldn't pick LeBron so I could go the other way and pick Steph? <laughs> you got me defending. Wait, man, this I just had to right see. Now. I just had to call it how I seen it. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Steph Curry has excellent talent around him. There's no question and no doubts about that. Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green. The list goes on. They're a loaded team, but he's yeah. just that major cog. That makes that team go, and he's the best player in the league, hands down. People, my people, if you disagree with me and y'all think LeBron James is the best player, I think y'all crazy too. (laughs) But uh, agree to disagree. Uh, uh, Yeah, King James, he's still the best. It's not his fault that he don't got (laughs) a real coach. He don't got the spread pick and roll offense. He's lacking some things. But when I look at LeBron, he still imposes his will on the game in a way that not even Steph with his 40-foot three-pointers can do. So I have to give it to, to LeBron James. 
we have a caller coming in. I guess they want to chime in on this LeBron or Steph conundrum that we got going on. So let's get them on the air. Call sessions, everything sports. You live at Java and A. Rich. What's going on, fellas? This is Big D. Pause coming from Jersey. Welcome back, yeah. Big D. Pause. What's going on? Listen, man, I'm, I'm tired of these LeBron apologists. <laughs> it's been years. Here we go. And years, years and years of this poor LeBron, poor LeBron. Um, Here we poor go. LeBron in Cleveland. He goes to Miami. He's got the greatest team in the world. What does he do? Mm-hmm. He only gets it done twice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Only gets it done twice. The disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> only gets it done. If you give me Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James, Pat Riley running the show technically, because come on, let's get real. It wasn't really supposed to run the show. You telling me LeBron should have got more than two? Come on. Come on, fellas. We got Steph Curry here. He's making his team. His team is all right. He makes his team so much better because of his shooting range. There's so much space on the court for all these other guys because they have, these other teams have no clue how to defend him. Right now, he's the best player in the league. It's a, you know what it's a case of? It's a case of, like, back in the 90s when you had Jordan and Olajuwon. Because there was a point. People was like, yo, who's better, Jordan or Olajuwon? Olajuwon, when you look at him, he looks like the more dominant physical force. But Jordan was the best player. Plain and simple. The two guards. Not the big one. It's the same thing now. You look at LeBron, it's like, you know what, LeBron, he's got everything. He's powerful. He, he can pass. He can shoot. Well, he can shoot kind of, sort of. You know, he's streaky. He's, he can jam on people. But at the end of the day, Steph Curry is the best player. He gives you everything. Definitely. He can pass. He Tell can him. shoot. He can dribble. He can play with the team. He don't have to score to get off. He don't Tell have to. Do. He don't have like, to. Well, LeBron don't got to score either, though. Yes, like, but at the end of the day, there's something missing there. There's something missing there. And it's also, it's a way, it's an energy that you have with your teammates. How come everywhere LeBron go, he got an issue with his teammates? He, you because know what I'm saying? So like the only great. person he ever, only person he ever got along with is Dwayne Wade. That's the big homie. He had to get like, along with him. But I'm saying, other than, that's part of being a teammate, though. You know, Jordan was an asshole, but at the same time, Jordan got those guys to to play with him. You know what I'm saying? Like dudes love playing with Jordan. Why don't dudes <sighs> love playing with LeBron? It don't make sense. You don't hear don't as many shots as Curry talk, you take. You never hear the Golden State Warriors complain about shots. I don't know you about know? that. Draymond two weeks ago was crying in OKC uh, yeah, for that. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't I think know Draymond about all just that. had Draymond had one. He had an episode. You know, he had an episode. That's what you call it. He had an episode. So now you were, now you a Draymond episode. apologist. You a Draymond he apologist. That, that's what it is. But at the end of okay. the day, end of the day, Golden State Warriors they have a chemistry together, and part of being a great player is being able to develop that chemistry with your teammates. Like, come on! You give anyone? You telling me if you didn't put if you put Steph Curry on the Cavaliers, they wouldn't be killing people? Come on! I don't know that. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know if if, if hey, Steph look. Curry's skill set is agreeable to what's happening. You could put LeBron in any situation, uh, and it's gonna be agreeable. You can't say that about Steph. It's, it's gonna be agreeable to a point, but if LeBron's like he, he's like Moses, man. My man's gonna get me everywhere to the but the promised land. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Are you are you on this line with that number 30 jersey on right now, Big D Paul? Nah, that's, that's nah. Like you got, you got I'm, yellow bomb bombs. What's going on? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I know what it feels like. I'm a Knicks fan my whole life, bro. Oh, that, God. The, the, the original Moses is Patrick Ewing. Let's get it real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? can't even argue with that. We're going to keep it funky. <laughs> hey, Rich, you got anything for Big D before you get out of here, man? Pause. 
No, man, I think I, I think D, I ain't calling him Big D, pause, but <laughs> I think D covered everything. I think uh, I, I think he covered everything. Steph Curry, the best player. I, I, we we agree. We don't got to disagree, so we going to move along. Yo, All Big right. D, as always, we appreciate the call, big man. Always a pleasure, fellas. Keep doing y'all. 100, 100 more, right? And 100 more after so. that. Definitely, definitely. All Keep right. calling in, but bring that insight, man. All right, fellas, have a good one. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Javi, Javi, breaking Yo, news, Javi. Breaking news, Javi. The Philadelphia Eagles have traded DeMarco Murray to the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Breaking news, fresh. So they just, hot they just rinsed the Chip Kelly off this team. That's what, that's what it looked like. Yo, that, that's exactly what it looked like. Get everything that has to do with Chip Kelly out of Philadelphia. But what, what they got? What they got back? You know, is it just draft picks, players? Uh, what, we, what we looking like? Oh, 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 I'm not sure. This, listen, this, this is fresh. This is fresh. Okay. I'm talking about 30 seconds fresh. So I don't Damn. know the exchange or the package that Tennessee sent over. What players? What? Uh, uh, what draft picks? What combination? I'm not sure how it happened. All I know is that the two-time Pro Bowler and DeMarco Murray is on his way to the Tennessee Titans. Hey, beautiful, beautiful. He didn't want to be there anyway. He felt like he got swindled and hoodwinked throughout the process. He took the money, thought he would be a primary guy, and he was a he was just a guy in Philly. Going to Tennessee, going to uh, uh, Marcus Mariota to take some of the pressure off of that young quarterback. You got a you got an offensive guy at the head coach position. Maybe he'll bounce back, but really and truly, outside of that one year in Dallas, Demarco Murray's been his career's been mostly disappointing. So I'm not gonna get too high or too low about this trade. This is a wait and see for me. Definitely, man. This is a definitely a wait and see thing. We're gonna see how Demarco Murray uh, excels in Tennessee. So yo, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about something. We, we, we're in a uh, in a sports group on Facebook, and you. you brought something to my attention in terms of the top 10 point guards in the NBA. So, without further ado, let's get into that. Hey, Rich, in your opinion, and I'm pretty sure we'll have a difference of opinion, but the list here had, and I'm, I'm going to give you the list of this, this particular list. This list particular yeah, because I don't have it. I don't, right? I don't have I'm, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm speaking so much gibberish right now. Um, At number one, you had Steph Curry. Number two, Chris Paul. Number three, Russell Westbrook. Number four, Kyrie Irving. Number five, John Wall. Number six, Mike Conley. Number seven, Dame Lillard. Number eight, Jeff Teague. Number nine, Kyle Lowry. And number ten was D. Rose. That is a top ten list of point guards based on what we saw. So I'm going to ask you now, based on this top ten list, how do you feel about it? it? Are certain guys in the wrong place, in your opinion, or, or, or are you 100 with this list? I'm definitely not 100 with that list. Uh, okay. Like I said, I, I, I heard you run off the names. I don't have the exact list in front of me. Uh, but I know Russell Westbrook is number two on that list. <laughs> after, Steph, after Steph Curry, it's Russell Westbrook. Now, that man, it, 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 if, if Steph Curry wasn't in the league or if he wasn't doing what, we, what he was doing, we would be raving and going crazy about the athleticism and and the things that this freak of an athlete and Russell Westbrook is doing right now in the NBA. Right. Uh, he won the NBA All-Star Game MVP once again. Uh, he's just a freak of nature. Number three is Chris Paul. 
Okay. Um, I know a lot of people was like, how you got Chris Paul number three and, 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 and Westbrook number two? I know there's a lot of Chris Paul lovers out there. But Chris right. Paul, he, he hasn't done anything for me lately, man. And and I'm getting tired of, of putting Chris Paul at the top all the time and, and he doesn't do anything uh, as far Ouch. as come playoff time and winning games. So Ouch. I have to put uh, Westbrook in front of him just because of his explosiveness and his athletic ability. So I go with Chris Paul, number three. Um, number four, I, 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 like I said, I don't remember the list too clearly. Uh, I'm not sure who they had at number four or what I agree with. number four. I agree with Kyrie, number four, and I'm going to end off with, with John Wall at five. That's my top five. My top, uh, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, uh, John Wall, five, and uh, the, I forgot who I said was for Kyrie. Kyrie number four. When he's healthy, <laughs> number four. This list right here is so is so wrong to me, man. And 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 Arich, you know, I feel like your, your Duke allegiance is, is is leaking through your veins right now. Having Kyrie Irving number four on any point guard list—that's ridiculous. Um, hey, hey, Kyrie Irving is one of the most talented point guards, talented yeah. players in the game today, man. What healthy? Yeah, right. I gotta put that one healthy in every time I talk about Kyrie Irving. <laughs> All right. This, this this is my list. We, I want to get into the bottom five in a second, but my top okay. five, right? I agree with Steph as the number one point guard in the league. Even though you you heard me on cards, I should say I don't even look at him as a point guard per se. He's just a guard. You know what I mean? But right. being that he's listed at the point guard, and you you know. You see what he's doing damn near, if not 30 a night. He's the number one point guard in the league, bar none. Number two, I'm going to go Russell Westbrook also. No disrespect to CP Tree, as you would say. But CP is on the other side uh, of his prime now. He's still in his prime, but he's on the tail end of his prime. He's going in the opposite direction. So I got to put I gotta put Westbrook at number two. You know what I mean? So right. at number three... Number three, and I'm mad at you right now for leaving this man out of your top five. To me, Damian Lillard is the third best point guard as of right now in the NBA. Top three, Dame Lillard, you heard it here first. Number four, CP3. He's 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 definitely top five point guard in the NBA. Just because he's on the opposite side of his prime don't mean he's top five. And finally for me, number five, Kyle Lowry. He's a top five point guard right now in this league. How could you leave him out of your top five and put John Wall, emo John Wall, in your top five? So I got Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, Dame Lillard, CP3, and Kyle Lowry as my top five before we get into the other half of, of, of our top ten list. Hey, that's a solid top five, man. You don't that's like that. A, that's I I don't like I don't like Kyle Lowry in the five. That five top five Kyle Lowry he might He's deserve it, but it it, it 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 bothers me a little bit. And I like Damian Lillard. I really like him. Don't get me wrong. I think you've seen a couple of fifty point games, and he probably swayed you. <laughs> no, nah, don't late. do that to me. Don't do that to me. Son. I think I think you probably saw a couple of fifty point games, and he probably swayed you. And don't get me wrong. Damian Lillard is an excellent player, but right. I, I, I I like John Wall. I just like right. um, what he can do. I believe Damian Lillard is is 
once that shot is off, I think he's a little easier to guard, in my opinion. So um, that's why I gotta go. That's why I gotta go with John Wall. Now Kyle Lowry, Kyrie Irving. There's no doubt in my mind. I feel like Kyrie Irving is 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 a better player. I think that he's a better player. Uh, Kyle Lowry has done a great job this last couple years with his durability. He had durability issues early on in his career, and he's doing a good job staying healthy and playing at an All Star level as of late. So I can't blame you for putting him in your top five. All right, let's let's put a poll. We're gonna come back to the the second half of that top ten list in a second, but we got a caller coming in. Caller, you live at Javanay Rich Car Sessions, episode one hundred. What's good? Caller, you, you there? Caller? Hello? Yeah, oh. you there. Yo, yo, you there? Yo, I, I I don't know if I should be the caller or if I should be the other oh, guy. Oh, it's the other guy. <laughs> Second or third year guy McCullum that's gonna probably be the 
what's the what's, what's the award he's gonna get? Most improved. Most improved, yeah. And then you got Damian Lillard. Like, come on, like he's killing right now. He blew Steph up for fifty not too long ago. At one point in time, he was scoring eight out of nine games. He was scoring thirty points a game. So you gotta get Damian. You gotta get Lillard that. And I'm sorry, I just feel like this dude that won name number five doesn't get the notoriety that he deserves. John Wall deserves to be in the top five for me. Yeah. Yes. I'm following. I like. I just feel like like. Y'all, you, we had an agreement. Now we have to disagree. Oh well, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Yeah. This is what we yeah. do. Man. But John Wall, he's like underrated. Like I'm not gonna take anything away from Kyrie Irving. I mean, not Kyrie, well, Kyrie and um, Lowry. I'm not gonna take anything away from them. But they get more, they get more fame than what that man John Wall does. He scores. He he has great court vision. He's probably the fastest point guard in the league. So he'll mm-hmm. get from court to court real quick, from side to side real quick. He plays, mm-hmm. he plays moderate D. Kyrie Irving can't play no D. Kyrie Irving, man. Like, we got to call out. Let's see, let's see. No, I'm salty you know right what? now. <laughs> you, see, but you guys, listening to TJ, uh, now I see exactly why Cal Lowry wants to get out of Cleveland. Kyle Lowry has Kyrie LeBron Irving. James over there. Lillard doesn't have a LeBron James. He doesn't have anybody over there. So you mean to tell me if Kyle Lowry, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving had his own team, he wouldn't be dropping 50 on the team? You you mean to tell me that he wouldn't be dropping 50 points on the team this year? One healthy? I believe so. Uh, I, I like that little caveat you want to throw in there overlook. too, Rich. That's, but that Let's don't make not him top five right now, though, bro. That don't make him top five. I, I, am I a top five right now? I have to. I, I'm going by talent. Yeah, I think y'all going by uh, what y'all right seen now? and Damian. And, and, yeah, what happened right now? He's the number one option. He has to do that. Kyrie Irving doesn't have to do that. Kyrie and just because he doesn't have to do that. Say it again. A rich man. Killing me right now, bro. <laughs> nah, man, I, I, I'm not. I can't sway. I cannot sway away from Kyrie Irving's talent, right. man. Uh, so I, me, I can't do it. All right, so boom. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna list. I'm gonna. I'm gonna name these names on this list again, right? So that we can get to the second half of the top ten. So remember, ten is Rose, nine is Lowry, eight is Jeff Teague, seven is Lillard, six is Conley, five is Wall, four Kyrie. Westbrook, Paul, Steph Curry. So if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, you have a rich. You have Curry at one, right? You got Westbrook yes. at the two, CP at the three, Kyrie at the four, and, and John Wall at the five. So on the second half of this, number six is Mike Conley. Do you agree with having Mike Conley as the sixth best point guard in the NBA? No, I put Damian Lillard at six. So Lillard at six. All right. So right, boom. Number six for you. Dame Lillard. Number seven is who? You got Conley, Teague. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's number seven. Alright. I, I smell what you stepping in. I smell what you stepping in. So what about number eight? Now, is that where you slot Conley or you have Rose or Jeff Teague? See, this, here's where it gets tricky. I, okay. I look at these three I, I look at these three names and I want to go look at the rest of the point guards on the rest of the rosters in the league and see. I agree. <laughs> 
if if I can find because I I believe I can find another point guard out there that's better than one of the, one or two of these three guys out here. So I got a name uh, for you. Shoot it. Throw it out there. Throw it out there because I'm gonna tell you right now. Isaiah Thomas. I get, I get get Derrick Rose out of the top ten. I call him regular Rose now. He ain't Derrick Rose no more. He's regular Rose. He he regular regular Rose. I like that. He's I like regular, regular Rose. Rose. I like regular Rose. He's regular Rose. He ain't D Rose no more. You know what I mean? So he can I get out of Isaiah Thomas. I'll put him in there as of right now. Hell yeah, he top 10 point guard right now. Wow. Regular rules. Get him out of here, bro. Hey, I can't say I disagree. I, I can't say I disagree with putting, putting Isaiah Thomas in the top 10 right now. I can't say is, I disagree. Is, is Rondo top 10 right now? Do we bump out Jeff Teague and put Rondo in the top 10 right now? Nah. It... it it's debatable. It's definitely debatable. I'm taking Rondo. I'm taking Rondo with FT. What you got? I got another name. Reggie Jackson. I don't know about mm. that. Hey, hey man. Hey, hey, hey. Reggie Jackson. Hey, I'm like this. We, 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 we see Derrick Rose game. Would you rather have Reggie Jackson at Reggie Jackson? Or would you rather have Derrick Rose right now? I think I, I would is. rather have Reggie Jackson right now. I'm going to take Reggie Jackson over regular roles. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Is Mike Conley a top 10 point guard? Are, are, are we are we just straight smutting on Mike Conley? Or or he's, he's not as good as, as, as no, uh, the media is portraying him to be? I got him in my top 10. Definitely. I'm not moving yeah. him out. But I just feel like because he's in Memphis and... and, and he doesn't get the public deserves or the grindhouse style. The bigs get more of the attention than the point guard. You know, it's, it, it, he doesn't really get a chance to show out. But I feel like he's a key component to what everything that's happening out there. Definitely. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Can't say but, I um, this was this was fun. You know, top ten point guards. We we've established that Rose is regular. FT might be overrated. And there's point guards on the come up who probably needs to get their notoriety up there. You know, at one point we could have said Ty Lawson was top ten, but this dude had a couple of drinks and the wheels came off, man. Right, right, and I definitely think Rondo is a top ten point guard in this league, man. Mm. Rondo. PJ disagrees. No, you are you see what he's doing in Sacramento right now? How is he finished? Finishes? Wow. So you wait a minute, wait, man, TJ. You know, I see what you're doing, TJ. You ain't gonna get me today. You ain't gonna get me today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing in bait. Nothing in bait. <laughs> you almost got me. But we got a guest calling in right now. Our homeboy Chris from Blue Collar Sports calling in and talk a little Lakers with us or whatever else he feels the need to talk about. Chris, you was hearing yes, us have this top ten point guard conversation. Is there anything that we said that you might have disagreed with before we get into the next topic? Yeah, uh, Rondo is back. And he's going to get a max deal in New York next year. So, oh, just be ready for it. Oh, how about I like that, that. I how like that, TJ? I like that. You know what? Carmelo Anthony is big on Rondo. Mm, Rondo did that a lot of money last season. That's why he's trying to make it make it happen now. Hey, don't, yeah, try to, don't, don't, don't try to smut it. You put Rondo out there with Melo <laughs> and Porzingis, they might do something. Mm, I don't I know what they want to happen. If they run in the triangle, I don't know about that. Because the triangle ain't friendly to point guards. I don't think they'll run the triangle. They might run shades of the triangle, but they're going to do 
They're gonna they're gonna move the ball. That's the new wave of the NBA. Move the ball, open shots, and that that's what they're gonna do. And who's better than moving the ball than Rondo? True indeed. True indeed. Um. So another thing, we here we we having a nice little NBA session. It's a car session staple here. Um. Before we get into the Lakers talk, I got another question for you, and I want all of us to really touch on it a little bit here. Uh. Carmelo Anthony sounds like he's having a midlife crisis. We all got uh-huh. that alert talking about the decisions he made you know he's, he's not happy in New York so Chris bad lead off we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna start with you uh what's going on with Melo in your opinion you think he's having buyer's remorse with the Knicks or is it just another bad season has him questioning things well I think he's finally starting to realize that his style of play isn't really what is winning games in this in this new era of basketball and I think he's finally realizing that his selfish style is kind of holding back his team. And I think he's also re- kind of realizing, like, yeah, I like the money. Yeah, I like all the endorsements. But I want to win, and I should have went to Chicago. Hey, Rich, how you feel about that, man? man it's, it's a tough situation that Carmelo Anthony is going, to, going through, man. Um, from the outlook of it when he was a free agent, he, he he knows from a basketball standpoint when you was a free agent that the Chicago Bulls was the better fit at the time to go to. But he wanted to go to his hometown team. So being in my opinion that he having bias remorse, because that's exactly what it is, is bias remorse. He's, he regrets going to New York. And I believe uh, he's more disappointed with the organization, the brass. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the team around him hasn't been successful, and I think he's disappointed with with the brass and 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 who he was able to play with. Not necessarily going to New York because he knew that Chicago was a better team, but he's disappointed with the organization as a whole, and I think it's it's starting to show. Yeah, mm, TJ, how you feel about that? <laughs> I feel bad, Aren't you a Knicks fan? Hello? Aren't you a Knicks fan, TJ? Like, I, I can't no, 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 no. Don't disrespect me like that. Don't okay, disrespect okay, me okay. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Melo's my favorite player in the league. Um, I've been watching him since he was in Syracuse and everything. And, like, I just feel like <laughs> this is going to be funny, but I just feel like he let Lala take control of his NBA oh, career. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, boy, and, not disrespectfully. Wow. And him wow. staying in you New York was, you know for, was for the misses. And everything. I like and where you I like going. Lala. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with it, but it's, it's disrespectful. But continue. <laughs> you no, know, I'm sorry. Like Melo, Melo's my favorite player. I love Lala to death and everything like that. But now I'm sorry. It is what it is. I mean, let's be fair here. Carmelo Anthony has has had more success with the Denver Nuggets than he's had with the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better team in Denver. Yeah. Well, Denver fleeced them in that trade. Denver took, like, like the whole Knicks roster to get mellow. They took Gallo. They took Wilson Chandler. They took – didn't they take Ray Felton in that trade? They were all balling that year. And they took Mozgov. Mm-hmm. Like, they was like, look, give us everything for mellow. And, and and I believe the GM of the Knicks, I forget his name. Uh, what was his name again from the, from the from the Pacers? His name is escaping me right now. Grunfeld. But he was saying – huh? Was it Grunfeld? No, Donnie no, Walsh. Donnie Walsh. Walsh didn't want to make the deal, and Jim Dolan pushed it through. With, 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 with some finagling from Isaiah Thomas, who's like a 
a virus that can't leave the Knicks. He's like the herpes of the Knicks. Like, once you get Isaiah Thomas, there's no getting rid of Isaiah Thomas if you're the New York Knicks. So it's just like, it's just no winning. And then to your point, Lala, Lala said, I want to go to New York so I can get naked on power. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's been losing ever since. So it's just like, I don't know what's going on, bro. Then you had a chance to escape New York. Didn't they make a movie called Escape New York? You had a chance to escape New York, go to Chicago, play with Jimmy Buckets in regular roles, and he missed the bus. And now you want to cry about making decisions. You made a bad choice. You could have went to Miami and played with Braun. Maybe Braun is still in Miami if if, if yep. Carmelo goes there. You know, there's so many different things that could have happened. If you wanted to lose that bad, maybe you could have went to L.A. and win a couple of games and lose in the first round of the playoffs, you know, because L.A. was on the table, you know. So, so that, that, that Lala point. Lala took him by the ball, took him to Puerto Rico, showed him a good time, and that was that. DJ got me being disrespectful on car sessions, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know me. I, I, I do the outlandish stuff for the show. So it is what yeah. it is. It's that New York Nick Brash. If I was Carmelo Anthony and I was getting traded to the Knicks at the time, I would have I threw the red flag. Like, hold on, you traded all these guys for me? No, I said, this no, I wasn't. Melo about his money, though. <laughs> Melo don't think straight. Melo about the bread. Uh, nah, yeah. I, I totally feel you. Yeah. I think, like, honestly, Dolan has his hand way too much into the Knicks organization. Like, he owns Madison Square Garden. He owns the Rangers. The Rangers are successful because Dolan doesn't do and nothing to the race. We let the hockey people take care of business. Right. And the Liberty. The Liberty been semi-successful the past couple of years. He has nothing to do with that, but he feels like he has to have his hand in the mix and, and mess everything up. If you did not trade for Melo, Melo would come to New York anyway. Like, like he <laughs> wanted to be here. So why would you even bother? But Chris, man, the real reason we had you come on here, you know, was to talk about the Lakers and, and how to get them back to respectability and look at the timing of it all. They go on national TV and pull off the upset of the decade, possibly, in beating the Golden State Warriors. Being a guy on the West Coast, seeing these young kids develop, what else is it going to take for the Lakers to no longer be a laughing stock in the league and get back to respectability? Well, the one thing for sure is they cannot under any circumstance, break up their core of D'Angelo Russell, Jordan yeah. Clarkson, Julius Randle, and Larry Nance Jr. That has to be the core four moving forward. I need my advance on the uh, next one, too. They know I'm going to be around. I agree um, with that. As far as free agency, as far as free agency, I don't think they're going to get anybody respectable moving forward right now because they're too young of a team. Right. So I think they're go- they're gonna have to wait for these guys to develop before any real because Kevin Durant's gonna be 29. He's not gonna want to spend the rest of his prime hoping that these guys develop quickly. So the Lakers are gonna be stuck for maybe another year or two until D'Angelo Clarkson, Russell, or D'Angelo Clarkson, Randall, Nance really blow up and really develop. So, with, with nearly $60 million to spend, you, you're saying to me that the Lakers are going to end up getting scrappy guys like Hibbert and, and this guy, Lou Williams, and et cetera, et cetera. That, that's that's going to be the end result. You don't see like a, a Harrison Barnes or maybe Whiteside, or is it just going to be more L's for the Lakers in the upcoming season? Well, the L's are for sure. I mean, Lakers won't win more than 30, 35 games next year if they're lucky. But I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> But 
someone like Whiteside is a definite possibility. Roy Hibbert is no longer an NBA player. I mean, let's just let's just say that. Let's get that out there. Roy Hibbert, he he didn't be playing in China next year if he wants to play basketball. But um, guys like I don't think guys like Harrison Barnes are really going to be worth the money because Harrison Barnes is going to want a lot of money, and I think Harrison Barnes is more of a product of the Golden State system. I don't think he a is a player. He's a system guy. And, and I don't think he's going to be worth the 18 to 20 million he's going to want next year because they're going to have to play Jordan Clarkson next year anyway. And Jordan True. Clarkson, he's going to he's going to get somewhere, I've already heard he's going to get somewhere around four years, 14 million per year. So looking around $56 million contract for Jordan Clarkson. So you're going to have to go all in on Clarkson and – as far as a, a top tier free agent, that's not going to happen. Hopefully Westbrook, but that's that's two years away. So that's a pipe dream. The main, yeah, the main focus is develop the, the core four, get a get a solid center like someone like Whiteside. Hopefully, he can tone down his attitude, and uh, you you keep it moving from there. So, I mean, Laker fans are going to really have to sit and wait for this team to develop. They had like they did for when Kobe and Shaq came. There was a four-year grace period for that whole team to come together, and then boom, you know, they erupted. And that, this is something that the Lakers are going to have to go through. It's not going to be as quick as OKC, where Durant, Westbrook, and Ibaka, they got their ass kicked the first year, and then the next year they they, they won 50 games. This, this team's going to take a little bit longer to develop, especially with how tough the West is. I, I can't say I disagree. I'm a diehard Laker fan, but I know better. I I just I can't live through another season where the team is 11 and 50 and all this and that. If they win 30 games, I'll take that. That's where it's at for me right now. I'm strung out for some wins. You know what I mean? So <laughs> well, they they have to win 30 games next year in order to get someone like Westbrook. He he, he might look over and be like, okay, I see what these guys are doing, and with me, maybe we can make a a bigger push. They they really have to do something good next year. And you know, for Laker fans, like it or not, Byron Scott is gonna he's gonna be here next year. Um, and I and I really think he's earned it. In the beginning of the year, I was totally against Byron Scott. I thought he was running the team, and I think I didn't think he was doing a good job. And now that I've given him a whole season, I kind of took a step back and I, I said, okay, if we look at the big picture here. The, the number one priority was keep their pick. They're keeping their pick. You know, they want to uh, develop the rookies. Well, they have developed the rookies. Randall and Russell and Sparkson are, are actually having pretty nice seasons. Randall and, or uh, Sparkson and Russell ended up being rookie all-stars. And he kept everything cool with Kobe on the farewell tour. So I think if you look at it in the long run, he's done everything he's asked to. And done it under a lot of scrutiny from fans. He just he, he took he's taken his lunch this year. And I, I really think Byron's done a good job at the end of the year. You know, Ugh. I hate to end, end you you calling with a disagreement, but I ain't feeling Ugh. Byron. Byron can get up Ugh. out of here and, and A Rich and TJ <laughs> know I get emotional about some coaches when I ain't feeling them. He gotta go. He he's not yeah. gonna ruin another yeah. rookie whoever they draft. But uh Chris I appreciate you being a guest on Car Sessions once again. Before you go, can you let the people know where they can find your podcast? Yeah, uh, we're hashtag Blue Collar Sports uh, Podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, find us on Instagram at Blue Collar Sports Podcast. Appreciate you, man. Hope to hear from you soon. All right, guys. Have a good one. Appreciate you, man.
Fellas, before we get into the stretch room, we have a caller coming in live. I, I want to talk about this whole UFC Conor McGregor situation with you guys. We like we like fights. We like humble pie. I feel like that's something we should talk about. But uh, before we do that, let's get this caller. Oh, and they hung up. They, I don't know. Somebody second time this person on call, I hung up. Like, don't be a coward on call session. Don't do it. We gonna call you out. But fellas, hey Rich, <laughs> TJ, over the weekend, Holly Holm and Conor McGregor lost on the same night, right? Before we get into the Conor McGregor situation, we talked about Ronda Rousey in the past and how she got beat by Holly Holm, etc., etc., etc. Now that Holly Holm has taken an L, does it make Ronda Rousey look even worse or? It's her process for a comeback increase. Oh, uh, man. <clears throat> Ronda Rousey. Ahead, Rick. Ronda Rousey. Just like, in my opinion, Conor McGregor kind of fell into the Floyd Mayweather trap. <laughs> uh, you, you, you're undefeated. You, you get into this hype of being the greatest of all time and being undefeated and you fall into what I call the Floyd Mayweather trap and I believe that's what happened to Ronda Rousey and, and, and Conor McGregor uh, uh, these, these, these athletes they have to worry about their next fight mm, that's all there is to worry about is your next fight I don't believe Holly Hum or Diaz are, are better athletes or better fighters than these two but when you get caught up in the media and you get caught up in the hype and you get caught up in being the best and competing with a guy that's not even in your sport a part of your sport you you end up with losses like these and I think that's what happened to the, to both these fighters Gigi, what you think, man? Um, man, it's sports, man like any given Sunday any given Saturday any given night Somebody could take you out, plain and simple. If you're not on your A game, and things happen. Now, I give Conor McGregor some credit because he actually had to go up in weight class within like a two-week span to fight Diaz after the other person he was supposed to fight, I believe, got injured. So I give him a slight credit for that. I love his trash talking, though. I'm not even going to fight. Like, it's hilarious. But, like... Sometimes you gotta be humble about it. Not everybody could go around boasting and back it up and everything. And obviously, you got choked out. So, can't happen. For Holly, Holly, I was still love to see her fight Ronda, but she has to gain back her, momen- her momentum and beat this person back before she could go back to Ronda because Ronda had that name. She still has that allure. People still want to go see her. I feel like everybody still doesn't know who Holly Holmes is. And it just all like it is what it is with that. But kinda I just I still wanna see him go about and do what he gotta do. I would actually like to see him fight uh Floyd. I actually like to see that. <laughs> well, um Holly Holm, I feel like it's a double edged sword for Ronda Rousey in that she was kinda hesitant or at least she was taking her time with the whole Holly Holm rematch and then as soon as me, uh, she took the L this past Saturday. I see her say, "Oh, it's now it's time to get back to work." So she didn't want to fight Holly so fast after she put hands and feet with the person that beats. I think it was Misha Tate was her name. Misha Tate wins the fight, and, and now you want to get back to work. Would you like your prospects? I just feel like no matter what Holly Holm, not excuse me, Ronda Rousey has done since this fight, she's taking continuous L's. You crying on the Ellen show. 
going to seclusion. <laughs> you didn't necessarily want to fight Holly Holm, but now you're jumping to fight Nisha Tate. So it's just like, what are you doing? Like, come on. You are looking more and more like a poor sportsman every time. You was trying to roll. The average is pointing about the whole tribe of money made. You want to talk crazy to the undefeated world champion. And then you get beat. And then you don't handle yourself as a champion. You handle yourself like a little kid throwing a tantrum after you got beat. Like, oh, I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to kill myself. Like, are you kidding me? You're, you're in a fight game. You're in a fight game. Then when you get in the ring... Losing is a very high probability each and every time, especially in the UFC. The UFC is a, is a definite fight game where there is not going to be no reigning and un- undefended, undisputed, undefeated champion. Somebody's going to beat you. That doesn't mean you go cry. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're a front runner. So I don't really respect Ronda Rousey at all. Shout out to Misha Tate. Shout out to Holly Holm. I'd rather see a rematch of those two. I watch Ronda Rousey get in the ring and try to be a front runner again. But whenever Ronda Rousey get, does get back in the octagon, I'm saying the ring, get back in the octagon, I hope she loses again. Because at the end of the day, what you say, A Rich, I feel like there's a, it's, a, it's a bit of, you know, fraudulent activity. Like they're not as good as, as UFC might want you to believe. But um, to the Con- the Conor McGregor of it all, bro, he went out there for about, you know, in a, in a 10 days period, talked a lot of trash, man. Talked a whole a heck of a lot of trash, and then you you hear you, I, in in one of those exchanges that he had with, with um Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz told him, "I'm gonna choke you out in your gear, or something along those lines." And then he lost by way of choke out. How how poetic was it that the guy who can't stop talking runs his mouth like Conor McGregor got choked out for his first major loss? How how poetic was that, bro? I mean, it was it, it was it was huge, man. It was huge, and um, I, I, listen, he's a champion. So, with all these people out here that talk and can't back up their talks and or can't handle and face reality when they lose, to Conor McGregor's credit, he came out after the loss and had an interview like a G, like a man, and spoke about his loss. So we're going to give him credit, even though we're probably not supposed to, because that's what you're supposed to do, being an athlete, win or lose. But since these other people make it bad, give Conor McGregor, McGregor credit for doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, besides that, the man looked to me like a fraud. <laughs> you come out here, you're talking all this Floyd Mayweather talk, and you come and get choked out. I don't... I, you better win. When you talk, you better win. Because now the emojis is out. So, <laughs> Conor McGregor, you got to face what you got to face as well. Hopefully, you can come back ten times stronger. I got I got a point that I want to make about Conor, but before I do that, like TJ, with, 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 with everything that went down Saturday with Conor getting literally choked out. Uh, you know, did, did you feel good? Did you feel bad? Are you glad that he was humbled? Like, what? Like, what, what did, how did you feel about that loss? It was, it was what it was. It happened. He got he got his face got pink and red and everything like that. So mm-hmm. like it's funny. Sometimes you just gotta eat some humble pies. You just gotta come back to earth. You know you're not the greatest and everything, but then again, like that Mike Tyson was saying, everybody got a game plan to get punched in the face. Like it happens to the best of them. 
Only, only Floyd Mayweather hasn't has basically undefeated in boxing. Like, it's hard to do that in that sport in the first place. It's hard to do that in any sport. So, like, L is a part of the game. It's all about how you come back from it. Uh, maybe Cam Newton could have took something from Conor McGregor. I know, I know we had a discussion about that before and everything, but, man, it's part of, part of the game. It's entertainment. That's what it is. I like to see somebody like that. Like, it, it helps sports and everything. That's what sports is. It's entertainment. Yes, it's competitive and everything, but it's competitive entertainment. That's all. Oh. Right, right. Um, from my perspective, you know, I was starting. I enjoy a good trash talk, right? But I, I was kind of getting annoyed with McGregor because the skeptic in me was like, "Who is this guy? Is he really that good?" We watch guys like John Bones Jones. We watch guys like uh the dude Anderson Silva, GSP, right. guys who really right. did it. And then you look at Conor and it's like, is this dude really that good? Like, I won't hold you up. I kind of wanted to see Aldo beat him. But then Aldo walked into literally one punch, one whole punch. Then it was like, damn, I can't even hate this man. He ran his mouth and then won with one punch. You know what I mean? So then when he lost, when I when I saw the defeat, it was like, yo, I, ah, man, I want to kick this Ran his mouth, talk crazy to Nate Diaz. You went up in like two, three weight classes. You can't talk crazy to a man who's bigger than you. And, you know what I mean? And talk crazy. And talk super crazy. Like, like I listened to some of the clips and it was funny, but it was like, is this man serious? But then, as you said, A Rich, he took the interview, suited up, walking with this dude Grisham, and took the loss like a champ. And it was like, yo, I gotta respect this man. He could have said, you know what, it was a fluke, I'm the champ, F Nate Diaz, this, that, and the fourth. He was like, you know what, he did what he had to do, he took those punches, I did some things tactically incorrect, and, and I have to give it up to the better man on this night. So it was like, and to TJ's point, you know, everybody has a plan until they get hit. I think what right. messed McGregor up was that he was doing too much of the hitting early on. He didn't pace himself. He threw some punches. He landed some combinations. But when you're the smaller guy, you can't just let off your whole clip and then get tired. You know what I mean? You fight a dude that's bigger than you, you got to pick your spot. If anything, you have to fight a more defensive fight and let the bigger dude punch himself out before you get your combos in. Like, McGregor went in there like he was fighting a dude at 140. You fight a dude who's at 170. So... I can't kick that man today. I'm not. I, I was. I had every intention of doing it until I saw the press conference, the post-fight interview, and I gotta give it up. He got beat by the bigger dude. He tried his best, and he got fiend out. And the thing was, I can't even call it a real fiend, a rich, because as soon as he got in the choke, he tapped out. It was like a two-second choke because he couldn't do nothing, bro. Yeah, but see, that's my problem, though. You're you're an undefeated guy. You wanna talk as if you're one of the greatest in history. You want to have big time discussions about how you want to earn a hundred million dollars and you're steaming hot on your way to a hundred bill. These Floyd Mayweather talks you want to talk. <laughs> and then you come and you lose to a guy that has 13 wins and seven losses by the time he fights you. You're supposed to win that fight. Great fighters, legendary fighters that you try to call yourself and betray yourself would move up on the weight class and beat an average fighter because you're supposed to be great. So mm. for that happening, the way he lost, the way he lost is a red flag, and I'm not sure how good this man is. 
So what this? So you think that the chick is up? You you're saying that he's been exposed and he just didn't. He wasn't a victim of circumstance. I'm, I'm saying like this: a great fighter would have beat a 13 and seven fighter. That's all I'm saying. Seven for 30 pounds heavier, man. You not. I don't know, bro. I, I, hey, I got to look hey, at the variables. The variables, man. I, I know, I, I, but he's not looking at the variables. When he's talking, talking about go get my coffee. <laughs> he's not looking at the variables. <laughs> uh, 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 he he, he should have known. He should have known that 30 pound difference before he telling a man to get his coffee. And Yo, he and called things. him a gazelle and he's a lion and he got more money than him. You should dance with me, but don't look hey, in my eyes. Hey. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So me as a fan, when I hear them type of talks, I throw weight out the window. I throw all them things out the window when you talk like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Damn. hey. Damn. You keeping it so funky right now. It's like I wanna, I wanna defend this man, but he did talk to. He talked real spicy. He did. He did. Go get my coffee. Go get my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I'm proud of you, you boys, man. Y'all doing your thing, man. Y'all keep it up. 
Right, well, we appreciate you, man. My boy we appreciate you, man. Come out. Yes, sir. We <laughs> Bring appreciate you. <laughs> you know I get that on the show, man. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all guys, oh, man. keep Thank doing you your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. All right, Definitely. Steve. We appreciate you, man. All right, later, later. 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 All right, you too. Um, what a show. Bro, because you skinny and fat at the same time. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he did a dream over there. <laughs> and then you get to <laughs> Yo. What a show, Yo, he man. better win his next fight, man. He better win his next fight. Ah, oh, man. Yo, DJ, thanks for having, you know, thanks for coming on with us, bro. We appreciate you as always being the other guy bringing that different taste to car session. Yes, Not sir, a problem, yes, sir. Sam. The family affair is what we do. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Ah, man. Hey, Rich. Yes, 100 sir. episodes. My brother. Man. 100 episodes. We got your episodes, man. Episode 200 is going to have to be bigger and better, bro. You know, like, this, this was fun. Like, this is the most fun I've had on my car session in, in a minute. We went damn near two hours on here. Knocked it out the park, man. Definitely, man. Two hundred, our two hundred episode is going to be bigger, man. We're going to have an athlete or two. We're going to, it's going to be big things in between one hundred and two hundred. So our people keep looking out, keep supporting car sessions, everything sports. Our hundredth episode, we got about a mil to go. So get <laughs> used to it. <laughs> hey, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. You stuck with us. You see, we don't got no allegiances. We talk about what we want to talk about, and we tell you what you're probably saying to your man right now. Yo, I just said that. That's what we have. Yeah. For. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is what we do. Until next Definitely, time, ladies man. and gentlemen, we are out of here. Cheap.